My name is Bryce Kala, and I'm a dreamer. Both waking and sleeping, my rich and vivid imagination has been keeping life interesting since I was very little. So I'm going to share those dreams with you, and I'd love for you to share your dreams with me. Let's do this together in a little place that I like to call Somewhere in Dream World. And welcome back to another episode of the Midnight Notion Somewhere in Dreamworld podcast. I am Bryce Call. I'm your host. And this episode uh, could have been brought to you by pancakes. Did you, <laughs> did you know that you it's can... food. <laughs> there's no one else here. Uh, did you know that you can mix ingredients together and then put them into a frying pan and end up with pancakes after some time has happened? You could maybe flip them over and then you could put butter on them or syrup or jelly or any other. I don't know. People have tastes that preferences that they have for food. And one of those preferences could be pancakes. So have some pancakes or order them today. Always food. <laughs> it's whatever I was just thinking about, which just <laughs> happens to be food. Um, welcome to the podcast. Uh, my guest today is Malcolm Messer. Hello. Hello, everybody. Malcolm is a fellow creative from the Twin Cities area, or just outside of, I should probably say. Uh, like the boonies, <laughs> I guess. Like through the closet, past the clothes, Narnia, like just in the woods. <laughs> and then uh, at the edge of Narnia. Yeah. On basically. the other side. Yeah. Is there a map? What's the map of Narnia? Is there like, is it snow on the one side and like a, a volcano on the other? It's probably something like the seasons go geographically. So at first it's snow and then the further out you get, it just turns into like this blazing hot desert. Right. And I'm somewhere in the middle, like this grasslandy farmy place called Now Then, up by like Elk River. About an hour out of the Twin Cities, I guess. I always get a kick out of the name of that town because it just seems like, okay, what should we name this area? Yeah. Well, no, then... <laughs> right, like they were like trying to decide and they're just having a conversation. Well, originally it was Burns Township, I'm pretty sure. And then the guy who like came up with the town name was just someone who resided there forever. And that was just like a catchphrase he would always say. You know, in between stuff when people go like, um... But or okay, he was just like no, then and then continue on. So I'm, I'm really curious uh, about the idea, or I'm interested by the the idea that someone would replace um with now then. I feel like that's a lot of now thens and also more syllables. Yeah, I mean probably, but he got a town named after him, so worth it, right? <laughs> like, <the laughs> just benefit. imagining like the political speech, ladies and gentlemen. Now then, I now then I. <laughs> Wanted uh, to now then now then, yeah maybe he was like more uh, grammatically correct than most people. Maybe it was only like <laughs> once every like section of speech compared to everyone else is going um uh. Has anybody ever gone to the to the welcome to now then sign and just put a comma between now <laughs> and yeah. then like an ellipses at the end? I, 
I'm, I mean, I haven't seen anything yet. Maybe I should go do it. Every time I pass it, I just look at the population because it's like 4,443. And I'm like, if I just had a kid, it'd be 4444. Oh, but yes. But that's not enough motivation to let me have a kid. It's up there, but it's not enough. You know? so, sometimes you just, like, just to get that. Well, so then what happens is you have a kid, but then somebody else does. I know. But, like, here's the thing if I had the kid first, my kid would still be 4,444. He would, I'd probably name him or her 4,444. <laughs> and then the next kid is born. I'm like, you lost. Yeah, too bad. He you didn't get win. a normal name. Yeah. Sorry, bud. Yeah, sorry, Jake. Yeah, that's what you get. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, it's like you snooze, you lose. Like, <laughs> yeah, but, if um, you get born too late, it just sucks yeah. to be you. Yeah, it should have been better. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you for coming into doing this. Uh, I should also mention that uh, Malcolm is a good friend of mine. We've known each other for five uh, years. Well, we met through my brother because mm-hmm. he was dating your cousin no, or your friend's it, it cousin. It was like my friend's. It's one of my friend's sisters, and um, and just by hanging out with them, and then yeah. I think it started at a convention, right? At- you you and I's first hangout. Um, you you came over for like one of my family's board game days or something because my brother was like obsessed with you at first. He was like, he's like the coolest guy ever and this and that. And then I think you, me and my brother and sister went and saw a movie. Okay. I think, I think maybe we saw The Dark Knight. Oh. Might have been the first oh. time. I don't know if that was the right movie or not, but there was that. And then I, you showed me Mojo Kickball and uh-huh. the uh, huge theater and I went to a couple of those and you and I just... Ended up vibing a lot more. We had a lot of things in common, so That's you right. and I ended up hanging up, hanging cool, cool. up, hanging out, hanging up. We hung up. We all hung of up the phones. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's What's new in life? What's uh, What's anything big going on? Anything coming up? Yeah, in about uh, a month, end of October, I get to travel, which is awesome because I mm-hmm. never get to travel. Yeah. I mean, recently, like a couple years ago, I went to Florida, and that was kind of cool, you know. But I mean, it's universal. Once you've been there, you're kind of you've been there mm-hmm. so uh in a month or so i'm going to uh, like oregon washington area it's like right on the border and that'll be cool because i haven't seen the ocean i've technically oh. only seen the gulf because sure. when we went to florida i was like this is it this is the ocean finally and my friend ingram's just like actually this is just the gulf so your like <laughs> aspirations and dreams are still not successfully like achieved and i was like Dude, oh my gosh. Like how could you do I, such How a... could you just say that to me? You knew I like came here for that reason. And we drove like two hours. Mm. It was like we we're in Universal and we rented a car and we drove like two and a half hours to Clearwater Beach. Uh, and I'm okay. like, it's the ocean. He's like, mm. it's just the Gulf. Mm. But you know, technicalities. But Oregon will be a super cool or Washington or wherever I end up staying. And there's like I'm, I'm huge on Jamba Juice. There's one in Maple Grove if you haven't been there. And where I'm staying, there's like 15 Jamba Juices in like 10 minutes of like area. So like, so you're just set. You're, you I'm got... just excited for Jamba Juice in like a walk away. Like I love Jamba Juice. Is that the reason? That's be be real. That's the reason you're going there. It's not for the ocean. It's no, like... not at all. It's 100% Jamba Juice. That's why I want to live in Maple Grove. That's like the only Jamba Juice around here. So just so you know, listeners, this episode is also also could have been brought to you by Jamba Juice. Jamba Juice, 100%. <laughs> Osseo Primo Bowls. I live off of that right now. It's, <laughs> it's my favorite. Like I think the first time I had Jamba Juice was like 
I don't know, like a month and a half ago. And the first week that I discovered it, I followed this uh, group online called like Braille Skateboard and they teach you how to do stuff. And they're always like, yeah, if you learn this trick, Jamba Juice. And I'm like, okay, sweet. What's Jamba Juice? I have no idea. And then when I found out there was one in Maple Grove, I was like, we need to go. And I went six, t- like six times in the one week, like every day. And by the last time I went that week, I was like, I've been spending $15 every day. <laughs> and I was just like, I spent like $100 on Jamba Juice. And I don't regret it. It was, it was totally worth it. <laughs> Money well spent. Well, yeah. that's great. Hey, what do you say we talk about some dreams? Yeah. I mean, I mean, most of mine are nightmares, but you know, that's it is great. what it is. Nightmares make for great stories. So I think that means it's time to go to sleep. So, Malcolm, have you had any recent dreams, like in the last couple days or weeks, that have really stuck out? Yeah, I mean, the one that probably sticks out the most was a few days ago, and it had like this Groundhog's Day vibe to it. And like, it's so weird for me to say that because I haven't even seen Groundhog's Day, but I know like (laughs) what it's about, the reoccurring day and stuff like that. No, it's actually just about groundhogs. I think it's actually just about uh, that super... Super funny actor. I can't think of his name right oh, now. God. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. I almost said Bill Cosby, and that's <laughs> definitely not it. No. Yeah. But uh, no, basically how the dream starts off is I wake up like in this field, and there's like this abandoned like shack. But I don't want to call it a shack because it's not like a shed. It's like this like building, but it's not a house. It's like a warehouse almost, you know? And I'm just like, it's the zombie apocalypse. Like I just knew it was, or like vampires or something like that, and I was... You know, you just know things in your dreams that you don't normally know. You just have that knowledge. And I, uh, I'm like, I'm going to fortify this shack or whatever and hold out because that's what I need to do to survive. And so I start boarding up windows and doors and stuff. And then like this mother and child come um, and they kind of look like nuns now that I think about it, like the drapes and sure. whatever. And uh, they're like, we need your help. You know, we're trying to survive. And I'm like, yeah, no problem come on in and they help me board up the walls and stuff and we're trying to stay for the night and it's nighttime and we hear some noise in the attic and i'm like well i'm the man i guess i'll check it out right and i open it like what (laughs) like it's like in those traditional movies you know it's like in titanic when it's like women and children first like the man's like the brave one you're supposed to go (laughs) and like despite all that like my brain's like yeah you're probably gonna die but it's cool like it's not a big deal and it was like one of those old school attics where it's like you pull the string and the stairs come out. Sure. Or fall down. And uh, I pull it down and this like zombie or vampire or whatever just lunges at me. And I die. And I like. Oh. Yeah. Like from the, came from the the ladder. Yeah, yeah. It came down and just like lunged at me. Yeesh. And it tackled me and I died. Oh. Like I just went black. And so I wake up and I'm in the field and I'm just like okay, maybe that was just a dream, like within a dream, you know, Inception uh-huh. stuff. And then I'm like, well, I'm going to fortify this shack. And I started like putting up boards on the windows and doors. And then the lady shows up again. I'm like, this is the same day. Uh-huh. So she starts helping me like build stuff and like, you know, fortify the place. And I'm like, we're taking care of the attic this time, yeah. you know? So we board up the um, boards in the attic and stuff and make sure like no one can get in there. And we last like one day. And then the next day, more people show up and like it keeps going. And I think we got to like the third or fourth day 
and stuff kept going wrong. And like, I remember breaking like a light bulb doing something and the room went black. And then I woke up in the field again. I'm like, I don't even know what happened. Like, I don't even know how I died this time. Like I broke a light bulb and then like, I'm dead. And then eventually like, you know, doing the same thing every day for like weeks at a time. And then I like let these people in later on, like another people, group is like, we need your help. And I'm like, yeah, come on in. And then they ended up killing me. Like, so then at the end of it, like I finally woke up in like real time and I'm like, well, that was kind of cool. That was like Groundhog's Day. But at the same time, I'm like, I can't trust anyone. <laughs> like, I help them and they're just there to like steal my supplies and take over. It was a very Walking Dead vibe. Wow. Yeah. And the moral of the story is that you just can't get ahead no matter what happens. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. And like, even if you try to like not repeat your mistakes, another mistake's going to come. Right. Like, you got it. Sure. Yeah, but you always get a second chance, you know? (laughs) You're just going to wake up in a field somewhere and everything's okay. You'll know what to do if you wake up in a field. Don't trust anyone. What's intriguing to me, and I've had some long dreams as well, but that seems like a long dream. Yeah, I mean, the thing that was super weird about it is like, because your brain works in such a fast manner anyway, you know, it's like a dream that feels like it was weeks or hours for me. It was probably like seconds in real time. Yeah. But like for me in that dream, it's, I dream in such like a cinematic way Yeah. where it's like, that was probably like 40 seconds and then it was like black scene change. And Mm -hmm. then it was like another 40 seconds, black scene change. So although it seemed like it was like three weeks, you know, I think even in my dream at the bottom, it has, you know, the subtitles pop up. It's like three weeks later. Yeah. My brain works so weird and it's always doing like different like camera angles and stuff too. Like when I say like. something happens the way you see in your head is probably how i saw it in my dream like it's just like the way like maybe from watching tv or movies so much it's just the way my brain processes images now interesting yeah it's super weird it's always been like that huh yeah that is fascinating as i don't know that i've talked to anybody that's had subtitles in their dreams before it's weird i don't really know i mean i used to have these like my brain just works on like hyperspeed too like i remember when i was I mean, this is off topic from the dream thing, but even when I was learning sign language, I had taken Spanish in like middle school. And when I first started signing, I would talk in Spanish in my head when I signed Weird. because it was just easier. Huh? Like, I don't know why. And I don't even retain any Spanish now. I know like, hola. And that's like it. You can tell by my thick Hispanic (laughs) accent, hola, you know, but like my brain's just constantly going. Wow. So I, I just think it's easier for my brain to process it maybe. Yeah. To have it like that instead of having like emotional things and me to like have to delve into my dream. I'm just like, oh, it's like a movie. Take yeah. it for what it is, you know. So I, I on the note of a long dream, do you have do you sleep really well? Do you get <laughs> I mean, No, my dreams are like those lucid, half awake, half asleep dreams where like I can this just happened like a week ago actually. I was on the couch and my, me and my family were watching um, some TV show and I was like, I'm super tired. I've been awake since like 3 a.m. I'm going to go to sleep. So, you know, I just like close my eyes. I'm resting on the couch and I completely block out the TV and mm-hmm. I'm asleep. Like I'm resting, so to speak, I guess. And uh, some of my family goes like, oh, yeah, he's sleeping. They were having a conversation about me uh-huh. and they're like, yeah, yeah, he's asleep. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not asleep. Yeah. I can hear everything you say, but I was totally asleep. But like I could hear it like in my head while I was sleeping and it caused enough of like they're talking about me to like wake up. Right. 
So yeah, most of my nights of sleeping or dreaming, unless I'm like exhausted, uh-huh. is just like super lucid and I can control stuff in my dreams and things like that. That is a a topic for another time. I feel yeah. like we could talk about lucidity for a long time. Um, what I'm interested in, there is another dream that you told me about that uh, I think would be really cool to share with the listeners um, because uh, like you said, very cinematic, uh, and right. very long, Yeah. but this dream has something in it that I, well, I will talk about it afterward, but th- do you mind sharing it with people? Um, you're talking about the, the nightmare one, the right? big one, the, the big one, the moonlight Sonata. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. okay. So th- is that what should, we, what should we call it? The moon, moonlight Sonata? Yeah. It's, oh man. Just that song gives me the chills now just because of this dream. Like originally it was for a different reason and now it's just like the guy's face. But anyway, yeah. So, I mean, the thing that was so weird about this dream in general is the fact that like, like I said, I dream in like cinematic-y kind of things. But on top of that, I was a female in this dream. Okay. And at the time, like this is probably, oh man, I had just moved into our new house. So it's probably like 10 years ago, mm-hmm. something like that. And it still sticks with me. Um, but not only that, because at that time I was probably like 15. And in this dream, I was like 24, 25-year-old female, which is just super strange to me because I don't know why that would even be like a subconscious thing. But um, it opens up like I'm in like this ballroom type area, like very like Beauty and the Beast kind of cathedrally looking thing. And it's like an overhead pan shot and I'm just like passed out on the ground and I'm alone. I'm just like on my side, long brown hair, whatever. Just again, also strange. I had brown hair, not blonde hair. Like this girl looked nothing like me. Sure. Um, in any way. But you knew in the dream that was you. Yeah, but it was weird because I was watching. Like, I was having her thoughts. Like the way she was reacting is because of how I was reacting. Mm. But I was watching myself react. Weird. Like I was watching the whole movie play out from afar. It would be like if. It's a third person. Um, yeah, it's very third person. It was super weird. It'd be like I'm watching the whole thing happen and her do these choices in front of me. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, mm. stop. And like me as the girl, I'm like, hmm, I don't know what I'm doing. I guess I'm just going to do this. And weird. I just had to watch it happen. Huh. Anyway, uh, so I wake up and I'm all alone and I'm in like this giant castle type place. And this butler walks up. It's just like this fat butler, mustache, monocle looking kind of thing, bowler hat, you know, just like the Monopoly that. guy, Monopoly guy, but like fatter, <laughs> like just a yeah. big gut. Right. And he's just like, oh, like, it's OK. You're safe now. You're in like this counts house or castle or something like that. It's an orphanage um, you're taking care of. And I'm I have complete amnesia. I have no idea who I am, where I am, what happened, anything. And he tells me that um, they like found me on the street kind of thing and that there was signs of me being abused and like beaten and stuff like that. And I was just like, okay, whatever that means. Like, I have no idea. Like, this is a brand new dream. It's not a reoccurring one. And I fall back asleep and in the cathedral thing. And I, uh, I wake up and I'm in a bed in the dream. And it was very like um old school horror vibe like the camera like tilted to give it that weird like off edge feeling and like everything was like a bluish tint you know it's like in those horror movies where you look down a hallway and it's just blue and you're like nah i'm not going down there i know death lies down there right it had that like tone and tinge to it 
and then this window slams open and there's like white curtains and this breeze rolls in very like cinematic-y too where it's like it shows the window and then the camera pans and follows the breeze wow. where it goes like yeah you know and like leaves blowing and stuff and i'm in my bed and i hear this breathing right this and moonlight sonata starts playing oh, for no. some odd reason just that dun, 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 you know just starts going off and i'm just like and i'm just like frozen to my core i feel like i can actually feel the breeze and i'm just like what am i gonna do and this guy comes out of the shadows just coming at me half of his face is gone missing half of his teeth bright yellow eyes like slicked black uh slick back hair and like half of it, it just looks like his head got like tore up or something but he's missing like half his teeth and for some reason like that was just so terrifying to me. He didn't have like sharp teeth. He just looked like a normal dude, but half of his face was missing, and just this long jawline. He looked like very um, like Transylvanian, I guess. Yeah. If I was gonna like stereotype a typical type of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's coming at me, and just, <sighs> and I freak out and I slam my eyes shut and I like pass out from like panicking. And I remember like me having this. Um, like view of like her eyelids closing mm-hmm. you know and just like that squint and the last thing i say before my eyes close is like him going back into the shadows i'm just like holy crap right so i wake up again and i'm in the cathedral place on the ground like in the ballroom place alone again and it's storming outside and i look out this window that's far away and i see this one silhouette of another guy just like kicking someone off of a cliff Right, and just the silhouette of like lightning, and I see it happen just like this, and just like gets kicked off all dramatically. Right, pass out again, wake up, there's cops everywhere, and they tell me that like the count who owns the castle tried to kill me last night, and that he has been taking the orphans and abusing them and killing them, and there's been like orphans missing like all month. And the reason why I showed up is because they found me on the street and I was one of his victims, but I lived. Oh, wow. And then I like, and like the butler was like a private detective that just like kind of like infiltrated the mansion and got in because he suspected him. And he, uh, the butler's the one who like kicked the count off the cliff. Oh my God. Yeah. So like I was okay. The orphanage was okay. The count was dead. The butler's like a baller. Like <laughs> he's just like the hero of it all, you know, wow. but very cinematic and just very odd. And I don't know why in that specific dream I had to be like, a girl like i feel like there's some kind of hidden meaning behind that Mm. like some sort of like something i don't necessarily like understand yet but that dream's always stuck with me and now every time i hear like moonlight sonata i like think of the guy's face yeah and like when i had that dream when i woke up because i woke up in real time after i saw his face and i went back to sleep and i saw him again Mm. and i woke up and i didn't go back to sleep for like three hours like because every time i close my eyes i hear moonlight sonata playing like i swear i could hear it like in the room next to me and I was just like freezing and I was like, there's totally something in my room. Like, I don't know, you know, if you believe in like ghosts or spirits or anything, but at that point I was like, yo, there's something in here like watching me. And I was just super uncomfortable. Yeah. What's really interesting to me is that I don't often think about sound in dreams. Right. I think there's such a visual thing that happens to us. And I know that people have said that they have troubles reading and like things um simple physics don't work the same clocks don't function lights don't turn on uh but what's really interesting to me is that you had a specific song that was playing and and that you heard it yeah i mean i i don't typically have dreams like that 
<laughs> like really? that that was like the only one really i mean i don't think so none that i remember i can't think of one in my memory that a sound played such a well role. it's such an iconic song in general you know it's yeah. like if you know you know any like piano classical stuff like you know it's, that's one of the first that. ones that you learn yeah and like it just has such an eerie tone to it so i mean it was fitting but that's the only dream i remember that had like any kind of song or a sound that i can recognize really that's crazy do you have have you thought on this dream at all and what it could mean or what it means to you yeah i mean a little bit not like super in depth but i I look at the basic characteristics of the dream and the fact that i didn't know anything i was in a body that i have no idea any knowledge about at least like physically being in that type of body that Mm -hmm. being like a female and being in a place of complete unknown, like this random cathedral mansion place in a place of danger where I know like these kids are getting like abused and killed and there's like a killer on the loose and all this stuff. And then just not really having any ability to do anything because the, the most I ever did in the dream was watch and then pass out. It was just like this idea of like not having control at all. But in the end of it all, it all still like worked out. So I think the idea behind or what I can take away from it is, you know, in the scenarios where you feel like you don't have control or you're uncomfortable, it's like, it's going to work out. It'll still Mm -hmm. be okay. Yeah. There are a lot of, um, uh, and, and again, I repeat to the listeners, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not trained in dream analysis, but a lot of what I have read about, uh, the perception of death, uh, your own death in, in dreams, a lot of, uh, people, especially, uh, the person who influenced this uh, this podcast, Charles McPhee, the dream doctor, would say that the that death um, when when you do die in your dreams, a lot of times it's kind of it's like you're going through a metamorphosis. It's like you're change like something in your life maybe changed or you're right. becoming a new person. Oh, somehow. totally. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah. Was there anything at that age that you think could have triggered? Like there was a major change, or was it just as simple as you had been playing Monopoly while watching <laughs> Beauty and the Beast? Right. Well, <laughs> well, now I mean, now that I think about it, around the age that I had, it was probably like 13, 14, 15, mm-hmm. right? So there's the whole puberty aspect of mm-hmm. it, right? And not just mine, but everyone around me. Mm-hmm. So there's that. I had moved. So mm-hmm. I was in a whole new house. It wasn't around like any of my friends. There's probably like some enormous amount of stress involved mm-hmm. and just not knowing anything. So maybe it could be something like that. Sure. Not knowing my own body. Maybe that's like literal. And the fact it's... that in the dream, I didn't know my body. Yeah. I was a female. I didn't know anything. You know, so subconsciously, maybe something right. like that. Yeah, I'm not really sure, but I mean, it's kind of cool when they think about it now yeah. that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that dream deserves a movie, <laughs> Dude. but or at least yeah. <laughs> you don't even know all my dreams are like that. And I've woken up and been like, yeah, that could be a movie if I just had the ability and the equipment, you know, maybe I could. Well, speaking of waking up, I think it's time to wake up. So, Malcolm, do you have any uh, dreams for your life, any big projects that you really wish you could do that aren't currently in the works? Yeah, I mean, like you said when you introduced me, you know, you introduced me as a fellow creative, and that's just because I, like, dabble in so many things. And right now I'm trying to find just a way to really utilize it and put it all together into one kind of thing. I really, uh, the big one right now is I'm trying to work on creating this brand where I any money that I get from like the t-shirts or merchandise or anything that I sell, um, 
there'll be like a dollar amount that can be adjusted and that's how much you can donate to these charities and things like that. So what's huge for me is like, I really feel like as far as schooling goes, like art classes and music classes and tech classes should not be the first ones to be cut. Right. They teach you so much more of like problem solving and teamwork and like mm-hmm. persistence. And there's way more that you take away from those classes and it's way more enjoyable, I think, than, you know, going through a two plus two equals four, <laughs> so to speak. And with that, I mean, I don't have um, names or anything set in stone yet because I have to go through like legal filing of stuff and make sure my LCC is up and whatever. But mm-hmm. You know, be on the lookout for that. Next time I'm on, awesome. if I am on, I'll for sure pitch it. Sure. But for now, that, that's just what I got going on. That's what I want to do. I want to be able to give back to the community and yeah. things like that. Awesome. And then you also mentioned to me uh, that this could be potentially practice for you. Yeah, definitely. There, um, I want to do a local music podcast or just an alternative scene podcast of music. Um, I just really love music and lyrics and just all sorts of music, metal, pop punk, um, Mm -hmm. country, like anything, you know, and just really diving deep into it. And like, I think it'd be interesting to have local bands come on the podcast and talk about like success and failures and really Mm -hmm. give advice to up and coming artists and things like that. So, yeah. Well, speaking of music, that music means it's over. Thank you so much for coming onto this podcast, Malcolm. Uh, Thank you so much. It was a pleasure and fun. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, If you had fun listening and you want to contribute to the show, you can submit your dreams at MidnightNotion.com or you can call 612-643-0944 to submit a voice recording of your dream. And uh, once I have a few of them built up, I'll do an episode just for the listener dreams. So look forward to that. Uh, Anywho, this episode could have been brought to you by Pancakes. Uh, I've been Bryce Collin. This has been Malcolm Messer. And uh, we'll see you next time on Somewhere in Dreamworld. Until then, sleep well, dream well, and be well. <laughs>